no instructions. I'm Bob. And I'm Josh. And I'm Corby. And I'm Anthony. There are four of us here today. The whole team, well, I say the whole team, and I feel bad when I say that because Jenny's part of the team. Mm-hmm. She's part time part of the team. She, she was, was here. Just a she second. Just here. She just let, you just missed her, everybody. I heard yeah. her say her name. She she's she's an annoying. <laughs> <one>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so this is the whole team. We're actually uh, all together hanging out, four weeks up visiting. And so if you are watching the video on the No Instructions YouTube channel, you can see all of us, mm. which I'm sure is a treat. We have faces. For everybody. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we, we're not going to build anything. Nope. I'm going to oh, try my best to resist noise. this Rubik's Cube during our conversation. We can just move it. I guess you could. Yeah, there we go. We're not going to build anything <sighs> because... I think it would be difficult to do with four people, <laughs> to be honest. Yep. Yeah. Um, and so we're just going to hang out and talk. Sweet. This is where another one of the brickheads thing, like if we each had a brickhead, like make a, full, a brickhead yeah. of the person to your left. Ooh, yeah. Or just a well, brickhead. We should have thought yeah. ahead and gotten four brickheads. Anyway. Next time. Whatever. Oh, well. yeah. yeah. So uh, we've been working for the week together, which is pretty cool. Um, lots of silly times. Especially today, working on a very silly video that we can't really talk about. Yet. More than usual, because I assume that people feel that it's just nonstop silliness around here anyway, which is not that far from the truth. Mm. But this week was particularly yes, <laughs> yeah, zany. <laughs> Zany's a good word for it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if we really have anything to talk about. Kind of. We asked for Twitter for some mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and we can jump into that, or if you guys have something else you want to bring up, now's your chance. Mm. Nobody's jumping in. We saw Birdemic last night. We yeah. I don't, I don't we as in them. Yeah, <laughs> the three of us. Anthony lives far away. Mm. Wow. He lives by the noise that's upstairs banging around. But we watched Birdemic. Uh, shock and terror. Birdemic shock and terror. You got to say it all together. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Were you shocked and terrified? Uh, no, um, not really. I had also seen it before. I was, I had never seen it before. You both had seen it before. Yeah. I was shocked. I wasn't terrified, per se. I was quite shocked at many of the choices that the director and producer and editor and cinematographer and actors made. Which I'm assuming were all the same person. Probably many of those. It felt like it. Yeah. Hmm. But there were, I think there were still like many people behind the scenes, but they still like did multiple roles. I think it was still kind of limited, but probably more people than I am thinking. What was the release of that movie? Do you have any idea? No clue. When was it released? Cuz I w- it was uh, later than I thought the movie was. Like based on how terrible the movie was, yeah. and then the opening scene is that Ford Mustang that drives around. I'm like that's a newer model, not the newest, but like that's a newer model Mustang. Yeah. This movie is a lot more recent than I thought it was. Dude was talking on like an iPhone. Yeah, it was like a first-gen iPhone. An iPhone calling a flip phone. So that think about where you were in that time frame. (laughs) Someone was making Birdemic at that exact moment. It is a terribly awful, just awful movie. Yeah. Yeah. But it was so good. The riff tracks is what made it good. Yeah. Right. That's the version that we watched, which was the live, uh, their live event for... Birdemic, Shock and Terror. And they, they made it a lot, yeah, a lot of fun. I think it would be really tough to watch the movie otherwise. Oh, I can imagine. And if anybody doesn't know, Rift Tracks is the, if you've ever seen Mystery Science Theater, it's those guys doing mm-hmm. a different branded thing. It's the same thing, right? Yeah, pretty essentially, much. Essentially, yeah. It's Mike and Crow and uh, Tom Servo, but yeah. the actual people, not yeah. them in the lab coats in robot form. So It's mm. totally worth watching that way. Yeah, the other way without that, I don't know if you can. Well, I mean, at the end, this is not a spoiler at all for this terrible movie, but they're making like repeated jokes. And I was focusing on them, and then I had to stop and go, like, the scene in this movie is just these people staring out over the water for a dramatically uncomfortable amount of time with nothing else happening. Probably like, a solid four or five minutes. Yeah, no think. credits rolling. Like, there may not have been music, or if there was, it was very repetitive Ooh. or Ooh. kind of dialed back. Yeah, you but. stare at the back of these people's heads as they look out over the ocean, <laughs> watching these birds <laughs> fly away that don't get any smaller. Yeah. These yeah. terribly animated. Nice even spacing. <laughs> ridiculous, ridiculous birds. And that, it, it took me away from that moment. and was like, oh, yeah, 
Yeah. Nothing's happening in this movie. It's the perfect time for you to add mm-hmm. a commentary because there's a lull, but it was a four minute lull <laughs> with nothing else going on. So how how did y'all go about watching this movie? Did you stream it? Do you have it on DVD? Is it that special to you? Or I they sell like you can buy the video from Rift Tracks website. Okay. And uh, a long time ago, I think I was in college or shortly after we had bought that and watched it as a group, and I just still had the video. Oh. So you can that like because normally with the when Rift Tracks first came out, you could buy. The audio version, which is just the commentary for Rift Tracks, but it's made to sync up with a movie because they couldn't okay. release the movie. Oh, so right. you would like Pink Floyd style, like play it along as you're watching. Yeah, you. and then every now and then they would have some type of dialogue that matches what you're watching so that you yeah. can make sure that you're on the right track with it. So huh. you could, I, I think it was, you could get Rift Tracks for Harry Potter and yeah. Iron Man and stuff like that. Huh. And they would... I think once we watched one of The Happening, which had a lot of the... There's a lot of lull in that movie, yeah. so they had a lot of room for jokes, I think. Huh. But with, with this one, at least, like where it's the live... Yeah. I think they got more into the live shows. They could release the whole thing, so they, they made an event out of it. I think they even streamed it to like theaters. We may have even watched hmm. it live in theaters at the that time. That would have been great. Which was really fun. And they've done it with other movies, too. So cool. you think that the director of Birdemic was, is happy that there are people that are openly like ripping and making fun of their movie because it probably wouldn't have gotten probably wouldn't have been seen otherwise man i hope so do you think maybe I mean, it was all on purpose no it, looking at the movie couldn't have been on purpose <laughs> that would be very calculated uh terribleness yes Although we did intentionally make a kind of bad video today, <laughs> <But I don't laughs> so, it is possible. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Sure. I don't know. It's Ugh. either way. If you ever get a chance to see it with the Rift Tracks, totally worth it. You should definitely watch it. Yeah. Okay. Um, it is truly horrible. <laughs> I had. There were many friends having many conversations back in school about that movie, mm. but I never heard about watching the Rift Tracks version. So now I actually even. Yeah very curious and didn't they make a sequel to it oh man um they may have i know they i know that sharknado was another one that was like really bad and then they just started making many many more Mm -hmm. and it became it just became this kind of self-aware yeah thing Mm -hmm. but for those listening please don't confuse the attempted quality of sharknado with the fell on its face like this person probably has never actually seen a bird in flight (laughs) <laughs> as they're animating birds <laughs> type quality of bird demic. Oh boy, yeah. It's like somebody gave you a flat picture of a bird and was like, make that move. And you're like, I don't know what it does. Yeah, figure it out. Yep. And you just, okay. I bet it just smacks forward a lot of times. Yeah. Brilliant. It's hmm. so bad. Oh, 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 oh no. Grab the motion sensor. Motion, motion sensor happened again. Is that one dead? Probably, no, oh. no, it was just facing the wrong <laughs> We should probably get go. an extra one of those. Um, so I asked Twitter... For some some ideas, stuff for us to talk about since we're all here. And there's a, a few different kind of comments around the same thing. Um, this one's from The Makest. said, I'd love to hear more about how the team works together to create content, what you guys have learned along the way, and what it's like to be part of a working team in a non-traditional space like YouTube. Which I think is pretty good. Um, but it actually might be interesting also, in case somebody is just kind of just getting aware of this whole operation, maybe we could all kind of talk about what we do because they, I'm sure, have if they're here, they've at least seen me on something. They may not know what you guys contribute. Would that if be they're worthwhile? Here, seen me too. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. saying at least if they've gotten to I like to make stuff, they've seen right. me because my face is on all of it. But they may not know any deeper than that. So I think it'd be at least helpful to talk about who you are, what you do. You contribute because this is definitely a team effort. For sure. Mm. Sure. Yeah, I'll go first. Go. Cool. Um, so I, I, I guess I've been around kind of since the beginning. So I, I do the creative and the editing for um, all of the the videos now. I think I didn't start with the editing. So I, I originally I just did the logo and kind of helped you with branding as you were just making this channel and yeah. that was that was kind of it. But as it as it started growing, I think two years maybe after you started, that's when I kind of started putting in a little bit of time in the edits and then, I don't know, not long after that, maybe a year or so, it became doing all of the editing, mm-hmm. which 
was great. It was it was a, a nice slow transition into kind of learning more about the process. I, I think one thing that's been cool to see as this has gone on from the very beginning is really how it was there was no there was really no path really it was just kind of like figuring out really figuring everything out just as mm-hmm. as we went with the style with editing okay we need uh, we need a new video thing here we need to show this type of thing how do we do that I don't know we'll just try this and um, how it, it, it was really kind of an organic process I think but um, but yeah, creative, I, I guess some of the web stuff, that's, that's what I've contributed so far. And you came on full time in August. Yeah. Uh, this past August. August, <laughs> yeah, this year. Yeah. Or last year. Because you were doing other freelance work on the side. So like, so yeah. I like to make some, besides being, I think when people think of the logo or think of things that are happening on like the shirts, like you designed all that stuff, but it was still not your main gig. Correct. Yeah, all of the all of the stuff I had been doing up until um, August of last year was just as we needed it, freelance type stuff. I was freelancing full time, kind of, and just trying to fit everything in as best I could. But yeah, it was all as needed. So it's kind of awesome to see what you can make in your part time. Yeah. Now to yeah, see what you're so. doing when you, when you're here full time. Yeah. Not that it's like some drastic thing, but it's it's crazy being able to be here because you're still geographically separated. Right. I'm the only one. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And so to have like Bob and I and now Anthony here where I, I seem to work in a vacuum and given a task and I'm like, I got to figure out how to do this. And then I often forget. I'm like, I can just ask Forby because Forby knows all this and Forby's way smarter and better and can do all this in 10 more seconds. More handsome. More handsome. Right. Not. He's quite uh, dashing. I'm like I'm the guy in the chair. It's kind the of guy in the chair. My, that was my little uh, moniker, I guess, recently. But yeah, it's it's fun to be that that guy that's just on the chat with any answers to questions that y'all might have. Anthony broke something. <laughs> Anthony broke that, that's something not a else. It's there. not even your turn yet, and you broke something. Hey. At least you can reach it really easy, though. Yeah, that's true. true. Go go, gadget, Anthony. Thanks. Cool. This All right, Josh. Usually behind the camera. Josh, what about you? So I came on. Um, early October of the year before last year, mm-hmm. 2017, mm-hmm. stopping through uh, just to say hey, and you needed help doing stuff, and so I helped do stuff, and I think I'm well rounded enough to help with just about anything, making things or managing projects or managing the store or doing spreadsheets and the the behind the scenes stuff that I. I want to be shoveling coal in in the train. So we have a list of stuff that we have to do, or if we're talking to sponsors and we have obligations, I immediately kick into like, how can I specifically facilitate all those things to, to happen? And I may not be the person on camera, but I want to be, I want to make sure that everybody has all of the stuff that they need to keep everything moving and to keep everything working properly. And I don't know, we talked, I have an official title, yeah. I think we all have official titles. I think mine is the silliest, which is appropriate. Yeah. That's good. What is it? Yeah, what is it? The Director of Intergalactic Operations? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty accurate. And that's fine. I'm yeah. completely on board I mean, with global that. is just, it doesn't have quite enough reach. Well, we had a conversation at New York Maker Fair that was about to stretch that title, where we were going to we were gonna go interstellar. Ooh. <laughs> and I got really excited. <laughs> there were a couple times where, like, inner interspace operations have been dabbled or have been teased. Yeah. Hmm. So. Or interdimensional. <laughs> Ooh. I mean, we haven't got there yet. Yeah, we haven't done that. So let's slow down, T. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's Q2. Okay, that's funny. We have to have goals for next year. Hmm. So yeah, I do, um, I do a little bit of everything. I do all the writing. So if there's a blog post or something that's done, I do all the, all the additional stuff. Yeah. When Josh came on, he, like, basically, I had a big list of a bunch of kind of disparate tasks that needed to be done. And I, could, I was like, I'm never going to find somebody that can do all this stuff. It's like five part-time jobs instead of a full-time job. And he was like, just, I'll help. Tell me what you need. Hmm. And that covered all that stuff. And so he came on uh, running camera. Oh, yeah, I ran camera before uh, Anthony got here, yeah, too. For a long time. Yep. And, you know. I edit the bits videos. 
and any of the, like the ads that you see. So the picture-in-picture -picture ads that everybody likes to skip through. Like I edit those things because Forby's busy doing the good stuff. And um, you script or outline a lot of the bits videos and do a lot of the yeah. research on that stuff. I would like to say if there's anything that I think not that I'm most proud of, but like the bit series, like that's that's you and I working very closely together to make right. sure that we're conveying exactly what we want to say. And now because the bits has been kind of on a back burner, like we have ideas for some, and then I'll go research them and I'll put them in an outline that then you turn into like talking points. And so with the bit series, it's usually you and I talking, you know, you in front of the camera, me behind the camera to make sure that people are getting the information that they need in an accurate way. So it's, so there's a little bit of like a producer kind of role in some aspects, which is kind of fun too. I'm the person that gets to go, like you said that weird, do it again. Yeah. And like you got crap in your beard. He knows all the weird ways that I say words. Oh the my day goodness. We were doing one on, um, on switches <laughs> and it's pulls and throws. And poles. I know that, but I kept saying pulls instead of poles. And so every, I'd do this big, long take, and I was like, man, that was really good. He's like, you said, you said pulls again. <laughs> like, okay, sorry. <laughs> so he, he checks all that stuff, which is good. Yeah, so I, I'm, the, I'm the one that goes, okay. Like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's great. Let's do it. Whatever it is. Like, yeah, okay, yeah. sure. And then I go figure out how to get it done. Which is good because the tasks here change. <laughs> On a weekly basis, for the most part. I mean, there's always editing to be done. There's always camera work to be done. There's always writing, stuff like that. But then there's all this like, hey, we need to figure out how to jam these two random things together that shouldn't go together, stuff like that. So-and-so wants to know how to make a this, or this company has an idea for this thing, or wouldn't it be crazy if we did this? And then there's the part of me that's like, yes, that's insane. And then you trail off and you go, well, we could just we could get one of those and then put it with that and then put it with it. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's not that yeah, insane. Totally do. I mean, we get on Amazon right now. We can make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Anthony, what about you? Uh, yeah, so my name is Anthony and I like to party. <laughs> my name is Bob and I also like to party. <laughs> uh, no, so I have been here since January. Um, this is March. It right is now. March. If you're listening in the future, That's in the right. year 2000. That's good. Get some context. Uh, Interdimensional Josh, can you go check that for us real quick? <laughs> it's March. It okay. is definitely Concur. March. Cool. Uh, yeah, so I started having conversations with Bob back in December, um, and we had just reached a point where Bob was saying things had gotten, that you all had pretty much been stretched thin and maxed out uh, yeah. workload-wise. So um, we started talking, and a month later, I joined the team. I mean, it was yeah. it was that quick that things happened. So my main role here is to uh, take everything camera related and start shooting stuff. So um, it's still a full team effort. Um, occasionally, Josh will still grab the camera and do things, which is actually really cool that we can be that versatile. Mm -hmm. um, but as far as is shooting the main videos, it's going to be me behind the camera from now on. Um, and on top of that, I also just kind of help prepare and organize the footage before Forby gets it. So as soon as he's he gets the footage, he's ready to just start cutting things together. And a week later, we got a video. Or longer than that, for <laughs> stress's sake. <laughs> it's great when we're ahead like we are right oh, yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's kind of where I stand now. Um, I just get to be behind the camera and, and shoot videos, which is so cool. It's yeah. kind of a, a marriage of two things that I really love, uh, especially coming from a job that I felt pretty miserable at beforehand. Mm -hmm. um, now, I, I, in the last few years of my life, have developed a major interest in building, making, woodworking, you know, whatever you want to call it. Um, and it was actually Bob's videos that helped kind of encourage me to try to do things. Um, and that That's was awesome. that may have started three or four years ago. You so. got the job. You know, when when the interview now. questions consist of if I like pineapple on pizza or not, I feel like that was a fun one. And yeah. you, yeah. And that question, he was like, "Well, it has its merits in both camps." I'm like, "Nope, pick a side." I, I didn't sound that smart. <laughs> no. Uh, anyway, Don't walk the line. Yeah, I didn't know what to say. I was trying to leave a good impression. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I also asked him about um, if like how much he was into Star Wars or something like that. I don't remember how I phrased it, but like you've seen all the Star Wars movies, right? And he's like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Uh oh." I have seen them all, but I wouldn't call myself a fan. When you ask what my 
computer name was going to be, and I responded, what, Captain Kirk or Spock? Something like that. You almost fired me. So. <laughs> That's it. Get out. And I hadn't even started in. working yet. I was still sitting at my old desk, my old job when that happened. But, yeah. but yeah, it was a really insanely quick transition for me, but some of the greatest things in life, I think, just seemed to happen so quickly. Um, because I, I just felt like kind of a, a dead-end job, and I was just trying to push through until the next thing happened. And I think what could have been the craziest thing just starting to talk to Bob and work for I like to make stuff. It's like, well, okay, let's let's roll with we'll this. Let's make it happen. Yeah. Well, um, I have I have a question about that before we get off that point about how quickly it happened. So you, Forby, you've been working with Bob off and on for about two years before you came on full time, right? Um, yeah, well, a little bit longer than that. Okay, yeah. so longer than that. Uh, when I came, I had a three month like contract. We wanted yeah. to make sure that like this could work. Someone actually. You know, being on site, like in your shop, in your space. And then for Anthony, it was like, well, we should maybe have somebody come shoot the bathroom remod, the one day of bathroom demo so that I could help you swing, you know, swing a hammer. And it was like, oh, well, maybe we'll test out this guy's metal and see how good he is. <laughs> and so it was, you know, potentially three years for Forby, three months for me, and then like a day for, <laughs> yeah. for Anthony. It was, it was probably three days. So. Yeah. How does that process as a business owner, as a person that has had something, you know, very internal and close to the chest for such a long time, how is that process of bringing on other people hmm. and having to let go little bits of that trust? I mean, it's, it's been... All right, letting go of trust, letting, trusting yeah. and letting go. Right. Well, I mean, like, so Forby and I have known each other, we were talking at lunch for like 15, 14 years, something Almost like 15, that. Yeah. And so, like, when I first started wanting to do this, he was the person I thought of, like, I got to get him to do a logo. He's great at it. <clears throat> he can do better than I can. And so there was an immediate, like, I need help. <clears throat> Excuse me, on that thing. And then, you know, going along, it got to where I got maxed out again. And I'm like, well, if I didn't have to edit, that'd be cool. And he was already there, had skills and stuff, so I could pass that off. And then over the next several years... It just got, I went full time, that freed up a bunch of time. So it was like my fullness level was just going like the meter goes all the way up. It's pegged out and then it drops down. And then uh, it's pegged out and then it drops down. Like the stuff that you can handle? Yeah, like yeah. how much there is to do. And so when you came through, I had been pegged for a long time and was just like, I don't know how I can keep doing this. You know, it's, something's got to give. But then it was the thought of bringing somebody else on and being responsible for a salary I hadn't done that in probably 10 years, been responsible for someone else's paycheck. And so that was just terrifying, especially like back when I had another company, it was like a bunch of my friends who were single, who like had plenty mm. of, you know, like they could go get jobs at like big firms and whatever. And so it was a bummer to be responsible for their salary, but it wasn't that big of a deal to me. But like with you, it's like, dude's got a family, you know? And like, if he works for me, he's going to stay here. Not like... He doesn't already live here and, you know, whatever. He's going to have to, like, find a place to live and all that. So there was a lot of uh, kind of internal stress about, like, I don't want to screw up somebody else's life by that, you know. Hmm. And so then after you had been around for, like, less than the contract length, I was like, this totally works. This mm -hmm. makes it easier. We're having fun. It's, like, the, it's not a financial stress like I thought it might be to pay somebody else a salary. And so that... You know, like that transition took a while because I was worried about it. But then once I saw that it worked, I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then once you were on, I saw the growth start to go up even more. But then we also started to get really pegged again. Yeah. And that's when I started talking to Forby about coming on full time. And he was looking to kind of stop doing what he was doing anyway. Mm -hmm. And that worked out really well. And there again, it was like, I'm going to be responsible for somebody else's livelihood. Like, oh, no. But then... It like just made sense and we did it and then that peg dropped down again. And so it's just the same thing has happened over and over. And with Anthony, it was like I we were stressed about the jobs that we were doing at the time. Yeah, because we had a lot of big stuff yeah. and it was all in a really major time crunch. Yeah. Which was un it was uncharacteristically dense. Right. And the things that we had to do and, and who we had to do them for. I mean, it was the low stuff people know now. And that low stuff was was really compacted. And so it needed more than just you, like on a, on a timeline schedule, like yeah. the work that had to be done was more than a single person's worth of work. And so I couldn't run camera and build stuff or break stuff and everything else we had to do. We're like, we need somebody at least temporarily to help out there. 
And I found at that point, too, that there was so much other stuff to do that that we would go for like a week at a time where you wouldn't never touch the camera. And I was no. back to filming projects myself because you already had a full workload. Yeah, it was it was inconvenient sometimes to go like, hey, can you come shoot this? I'm like, ugh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I, I got to remember to come back where I left off on this, this, and this. Right. And then go shoot the thing. And I go, okay, are you going to set up a time lapse because you're doing that a whole bunch of times? And I'd like run out of the shop and go back and finish doing what I was doing. So, yeah, it got, it was really weird hmm. that like I, I was brought here to shoot camera and to do the other things. But I remember the conversation was like, I need somebody to shoot camera. That was the thing. And if everything else could work, then hooray. And that became the thing that got in the way because right. everything else started yeah. to, to level up, like you're saying. And it was just, what was interesting about that, though, is that it, it did boil down to like the camera was a, single job yeah that was the outlier instead of before it was like here's a whole bunch of stuff camera's part of it well like not even doing like shooting a camera like people that have a youtube channel like i did before like i had a camera i can point a camera at myself but like it's not just a camera it's making sure that the lighting is good like what to do with the 12 gigs of footage that you have for the day how do you manage all of those how do you send that stuff to an off-site server and how do you scrub through all of that footage and that's a potential you know three hours worth of work in the day, now you have to go back and review all of that footage mm -hmm. to see like, oh, this shot is obviously out of focus and needs to be just thrown out before it even makes it to the edit. And so there's so much uh, ancillary work that went along with just pointing a camera at you. Yeah. And so it was just like, man, all right, now I got to do that too. Mm -hmm. So it was, it was really good. It was kind of weird for me when you came on, Anthony, to be honest, like, because it was just Bob and I here. And we was like you're saying, it was fun, and we'd have silly banter and goofy jokes, and then I would be in the office doing stuff, and then you guys would be out there giggling at things. I'm like, no, I don't like this. <laughs> nope. I immediately regret what is happening here. What you doing, guys? Yeah. <laughs> you're not having fun, are you? <laughs> and I remember I get like notifications from my watch. It's like, it's time to stand up. I'm like, dude, I've been typing, or I've been doing something on the computer for like an hour and a half. And then I go out there in the shop, and I'm like, what you doing? <laughs> no, go away. That looks... <laughs> Fun. And I remember uh, there was something recently that I was writing a blog post about. And normally it's just, it's recall. Like, oh, I remember what we did. I'm going to type out what we did and how we did it and the materials that we used. And I forgot what video it was that I was just, I was not involved in the edit yeah. or in the shooting or in the edit. And I was like, I'm going to guess because it's a woodworking project. So I can assume what it was that they did. But I was like, this is the first time that I've just been present, but not present. Right. But it still goes on, and like, there's there's so many things, and it's not dependent on. I mean, it is dependent on you, but those tasks, like you said, Anthony can do it. Or if you're not here, if you want to go on vacation, then I can do it. Mm -hmm. And with editing, like oh, I'll do the bits videos, or we talk about making thumbnails. Like if I don't have the ability to take a thumbnail and and make it the way I want it, I know that Forby has the skills that are way better than mine to be able to do that. So having on the Venn diagram of skills, like everybody has an overlap in some kind of way to be able just to accomplish stuff. Yeah. And I think the overlap is the big, one of the big things that makes this work and hopefully makes it comfortable for the four of us is, you know, all along the way, um, like when it was mostly just me, it was one big circle. And then there was some overlap with four And then as we add people, those overlaps distribute the work between the people and it's it's been interesting the last few weeks because we've gotten ahead on videos and I feel like there's a like a let there's like less uh, I don't want to say tension that's the wrong word but like there's a there's less pressure to be productive because we've already been productive and we don't all have to work 100 miles an hour every single day to get that same amount of production because we have more hands and I that's been honestly kind of the goal for a while as trying to get people to do these jobs so that none of us are overloaded. It's not like I, I don't want to be overloaded and I want you guys to like take all the effort, um, you know, and have all the responsibility. I want it to even out, which I think is starting to happen. Hmm. And that's pretty cool. I think. Yeah. But so you're the newest. What's your perspective on all of that? I, I honestly, I'm still developing my perspective, but it's, it's so YouTube in itself especially as a job is such a new area for yeah, anybody that's true and including you but when you literally go from being a guy that probably watches each I like to make stuff video as it comes out each Thursday to now you are one of the four people helping make those videos is just like 
I'm still like trying to get over the fact that that's happening now. It's really cool. Like, you guys are my friends now. We're hanging oh, out. It's like official. Yeah. Yeah, I said on the podcast <laughs> I, I it's official. I was ready to make that commitment, but that's cool. You're well, cool. trust that on us. <laughs> I mean, it, it can you be have a notary. Street, you know? Anyway, <laughs> um, where was I going with that? So, what's your perspective as the newest person? Yeah. So people, team? people are like, "Hey, how's the new job going?" I'm like, honestly, it doesn't feel like a job yet, mm. and mm. I think that's a good thing. Like, it feels like I'm going to hang out with some friends and make YouTube videos, but a paycheck comes through every once in a while. Like every once in a while, <laughs> <laughs> very regularly, it's, it's once very in a while. Consistent. Let's be yeah. really clear about yeah. it. It's, com- it's coming soon. Okay. It's coming soon. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> Just give me another week. Make sure you cash that on Saturday. <laughs> uh, can I get an advance? Um, no, it, it, it's really cool. It's just a, it's a big jump from what I was doing, which was very corporate and just kind of a nine to five type deal. And, mm. and now I get to show up to work and it's like, what are we doing today? I don't know. Let's figure it out. Like, yeah. well, we, we have a schedule and we know what we're doing. But like, um, Sometimes it's like, are we going to be shooting this project or this project? Sometimes it depends on what materials we have. But every day so far has been a little bit different, which is really exciting. Um, I don't necessarily know what to expect each day, which keeps the job interesting. It keeps me really engaged. Um, and I don't know. It's it, it's really cool. And then the other side of things, too, is being on this side of the interaction with people. Because... For the last three years of my life, I've just been a commenter, you know, occasionally getting a heart from you or Josh on a comment or interacting on Instagram here and there um, to now I get to see the nitty gritty and sometimes the not so pretty things that happen when it comes to commenters and, um, you know, behind the scenes type stuff when you communicate with fans or not so much fans via the internet, but, um, and it's been cool being able to like pick your brain a little bit. Like that stuff can be super discouraging. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I mean, I haven't experienced it on a level as big as something, a YouTube channel with 2 million plus subscribers, but like words are hurtful. Oh yeah. And it's been really cool to talk to you about that and see how you deal with that and learn from it because that goes outside of just YouTube comments. I mean, it's just communication in general. Yeah. So, getting to see the highs and the lows has been really neat. Uh, I don't know. Hmm. It's interesting. Yeah. It's cool. It's totally non-traditional job, um, and so far I'm loving it. Cool. I, what you were saying earlier about it being different every day, which is, that's <clears throat> one of the things that I love most about this and have enjoyed, you know, long-term. Like, there's tons of ups and downs and, like, good stuff and bad stuff mm-hmm. and good money and not good money and all that stuff. But... The fact that, like, at any given moment, we can just pivot. Yeah. You know, like, let's think of this insanely stupid idea that we could make today. Or something entirely practical. Mm -hmm. And, like, there is literally nothing stopping us from just going, like, hey, let's try that thing. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. And most people don't have that in life, (laughs) much less in their job. I think that that's the biggest departure from, I think, a traditional, like, go work for a big company Compared to, I mean, this is like, this is a startup. Mm-hmm. And we, yeah. we make a new product, right? We have a product launch, air quotes, every week. And at, at most, sometimes yeah. it's multiple times. Right. Mm-hmm. So today, like the four of us went out to lunch and I was thinking how strange, like this is the company. Yeah. Like we went out on a little retreat thing the other day, looking around and I'm like, this is the, like the groundwork for something that is to be something much bigger Hmm. I'm like, but it's it's this little silly team in this basement. Yeah. And I was like, do other people, like, how do we put it into perspective for people that have a normal, I'm going to put air quotes, normal job? Just have them call me. Well, I thought about, like, <laughs> imagine you were going to lunch, like, with your, your coworker friends, like, the people that you work yeah. with that are, like, your friends. Yeah. Your tight little group. And imagine you didn't have to ask anybody else at work. To, to make a change or to do a thing. Mm-hmm. And you got to make all the decisions. You and your three or four like mm-hmm. work buddies. You had no other bosses. You had no other anybody. You still went to a place and you just got to affect what you did on a weekly basis with three other minds rather mm-hmm. than a hierarchy or a boardroom or mm-hmm. a, you know, a flow chart of people. And besides like all of us just getting along and having a shared kind of like moral base, it's really awesome that we can trust each other and pivot Mm. And pivot, pivot, and and share in in the silliness. Mm-hmm. 
And it's, it's crazy. Yeah. And we set something on fire today. <laughs> we did. We almost set Anthony on fire. <laughs> New guy hazing. That was one sentence. There, so my experience that I like to make stuff are little snippets of sentences that we get to say. And I want to frame them and like put them on the wall as we say them because like no one else in the world gets to have these moments. Yeah. And I remember I was sitting on the ground with a blowtorch. And Bob told Anthony, he's like, okay, now don't sit any further back because that fire is going to be right beside your face. <laughs> and then He's not exaggerating no, at that, all. That's, that's what happened. There's quotes. Bob Claggett, yeah. 2019. <laughs> yeah. We need a quote wall. That'd be yeah. cool to have on the wall. I yeah. like that. Uh, another thing, too, that's really cool is when I go home at the end of the day, my wife likes to ask, so what did you do at work today? And I actually have something to say now. Like, yeah. It's like we... I, I don't know. There's so many things to say. I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, I don't know where to start. And I have to like process for an hour or two to be like, okay, so today we... Dang it, now my mind's blanking yeah. when I need to draw funny, something up. But it's funny because like I don't even when I go up and talk to Jen I mean Jenny's in and out throughout the day and stuff and she sees a lot of what's happening, but I don't even really talk about what we do. Yeah. I just go up and it's just like nonsense happened today. Yeah. Or I was working I was sanded for six hours today or whatever. Yeah. You know, the thing is. And it's funny because I don't even usually go like, Hey, we made this awesome whatever or this thing totally broke today. She just knows yeah. that like crazy stuff was going on. And I probably had a good day. Well, the other, That's pretty cool. The other day, Kenzie texted me and said, what are you guys up to? And I said, Bob's making us watch bad lip reading videos. <laughs> <laughs> so not necessarily the most productive thing, but no. I made it. I still made it. something to talk about. Well, that, that brings a point. Because the three of us are here. So if there's something silly, we're going to go like, hey, come here. Come look at this thing. Yeah. Like, Anthony's on fire. <laughs> and then, so for me, how is it? For you, when you you get snippets of what goes on, because it's it's crazy and it's silly, and you're involved in the the idea process and the planning process, but like you get to see things as they come in in you know twelve and fourteen second clips. How is that perspective of this this craziness? What do you mean twelve and fourteen seconds? Like all the little like the little the shots, footage. the footage that you get. Like you don't see the actual the joking around in the conversations. You only see oh. it from the perspective of the captured footage. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I think I still I still get a good bit of everything that goes on, and we have a, a fairly strong communication in terms of like what we're doing throughout the day and what mm -hmm. needs to be communicated. But um, uh, part of that was a guilt trip as to we need to you need to move up <laughs> so, we, so we can all hang out. I wasn't going to guilt him, but the thing is, okay, so I'll I've known Forby for a long time. Yeah. Forby is in a room of people who will have a conversation. Forby is the quiet guy. He's the one that's, I mean, similar to myself. He's he's perfectly fine. I don't want to speak for you. This is an observation about you. So no, I mean if I'm wrong, okay, I he's will. perfectly fine to be quiet and to be by himself and to put his head down and do his work. That's correct. So, like, I wonder. Actually, I'm curious. Being here with us this week and all the noise and all the craziness, has it been distracting? Do you feel like you've gotten less done? Um, I'm. Uh, it has been. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Yes. Oh god. How much do you like your job, Borby? <laughs> um, it, it, to answer those directly, it has been distracting, and I have gotten less done. But I think that that doesn't mean that um, we haven't, or that I haven't been productive. So it's right. been it's been different. It's I think it's valuable to be able to heads down work with the amount of editing and footage and stuff that we have to get done, among other things. Um, it's, I, I think it's nice sometimes to be on that end. Um, but being here in the office does give me an appreciation for the um, sort of the quick dialogue and like how things can really um, shift and change and adjust in very, very small, minute ways, like as ideas form. Um, and that's, that's something that uh, create for, for creativity at least is uh, I think pretty valuable when discussing videos or I mean like the stuff that we shot today or have been shooting like it, it's been extremely creative and that's all stuff that just kind of popcorns right off your brain right. as you're you're doing this or you're in a shot and you say oh what if we what if we kind of did this that that's not always necessary sometimes you really just need to focus on what's being shot and what the what the requirements call for a lot of builds are very straightforward but when you want to be very creative sometimes it really does help to be 
in the room to feed off the energy to um, to feed off each other and being here this week I mean it's it's a different type of work but I think it's still been creative while I haven't been necessarily as productive as right. doing what I was doing before yeah and even from like week to week not being here you still jump around from task to task quite a bit I mean obviously you spend a lot of time editing I would, I would imagine that's the majority of your time yeah but like we're constantly asking him for like we have a t-shirt idea or a sticker idea or we need a graphic for this thing or like we're talking about stickers and then you're like self-driving a lot of these things about like like stickers for Instagram you just decided to do those oh right yeah and and merchandise and stuff yeah yeah the so website you, revamp yeah hmm. yeah you're still bouncing around a whole lot is that and I guess that part of it works better probably kind of being off on your own a little bit because you can more easily bounce between things it can yeah um, I, I will say that being off-site, and I think part of the question was how do you manage a team that's like semi-distributed, which that would be me um, in, that, in that question. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's been, um, to make it work as we do, I think the level of communication that we have, like being, trying to be clear and open about what we need when or checking in pretty often. We have a, we have a, a very open slack communication schedule i mean like we're always in there just mm -hmm. talking about whatever but for me being the one that's um that's off-site uh it helps a lot to uh to have that open and, and feel at least that we can just ask any questions about anything or hey what's the status on this thing or hey what if we uh what would you guys think if we made something like this and and kind of um to, to kind of piggyback off what you said earlier, Josh, is, is kind of the, the trust, at least, of when you're building a, tree, a, a, a team, working as a team. But you can trust that what you're saying or what you're offering up as a question or that um, just trusting that uh, anything is kind of fair game in mm -hmm. terms of discussion and communication, mm -hmm. uh, I think has been really valuable to making it kind of work. And we're, um, we... Uh, are still free to like, you know, offer our opinions very much uh, within Slack and, and as the process goes. So that's at least helpful for me. Um, yeah. And I think the one thing that I love more than here, more than like a corporate world, is if I ask a question uh, because either your head's down or people are working and people are actively taking care of what they need to take care of, the answer is very short, it's to the point, and it's, a, it's not sugar-coated. Not that it's rude, it's, you know, how do I do this? You do this by this. Do you like this? What should this look like? That thing needs to move that way. It's not like, well, let me re-explain how Adobe Illustrator works or like, let's talk about the dynamics of film. It's like, no, I just I just need a quick answer. And so with Slack, even though you're being off-site, and I think I've probably bugged you while you were here today, and I'm like, crap, I need to know this one little thing. I'm like, Forby, what's the keystroke for this thing? <laughs> Press V. I'm like, there it is. <laughs> Where in my old job, I remember I go, I just need to answer this question. There's a key. I know you know it. And he's like, well, there's lots of keystrokes. And it's like, no, 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 no. Our, <laughs> our communication that we have here, even though it may be geographically separated, mm -hmm. is still very succinct. It's efficient. It doesn't waste time. Mm -hmm. The points are conveyed. And we can understand each other's tone and each other's um, the, the end result. It's not like, oh, that person's not being condescending. They're, being, they're giving right. me the appropriate amount of information that I need right now. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing. I love the communication that we have here because, mm. I mean, like like you had your or you had your noise cancellation uh, headphones on, so we had to come out here and like scream at you. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's that's what that's like when people do that to me. Because <laughs> in the office here, we all have our backs to each other, our our desks face a wall, and so if I'm doing something and I'm editing a video or if I'm writing a thing, I have my headphones on and I'm head down, and someone has to come startle me to well, that's get what my the attention. Nerf guns for. Yeah. <laughs> That's under committee review. Okay. Yeah. But it, we all have a task, and we all, I think, internalize that task, and we don't need to be told what to do. We know what we need to get done. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which I think is a big part of why, um, like you guys specifically, why I knew it would work well, and I was confident that, you know, we would continue to work well with the team, is you're all self-driven. Uh, you don't have to micromanage, because I don't want to do that. Part of bringing on people to help you with something 
is not having to micromanage them because if you do, then that's a second job for you, no matter what they're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's not something I wanted, um, and I think it works out really well. Yeah, and on top of the communication thing too, I honestly think the communication we have at our level is kind of rare in a workplace because I think in bigger workplaces, especially corporate environments, at least from what I've seen. People are either afraid of what somebody's going to think or afraid of hurting somebody's feelings. And that just turns into like a lot of beating around the bush and Mm -hmm. being unclear or things getting lost in translation because it's a reply to a forward of a reply of an email or something ridiculous like that. But but here, part of it might be because it's a small team and Mm -hmm. most of us are in the same room all the time. But I mean, I think it's just who we are. Um, And I think we've all come in with an understanding of um, the pace that a YouTube channel like this rolls at. At least I I try not to have too many expectations since I'm so new. I've learned through past experiences if I have too many expectations, I usually end up disappointed. Mm. So not saying I had low expectations of this place. I certainly had high expectations and they've been exceeded. It's mm. been great. But anyway, as I digress... Um, it's just been really cool being a part of an efficiently communicating team of people, and mm. it's really refreshing to me. So, honestly, that's a bit of my perspective. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's interesting. I think a lot of, from the outside, a lot of people may not really understand how quickly we work mm-hmm. and how much stuff gets done. Um, you know, it's they watch a twenty-minute video, even a twenty-minute video. That's a lot of work seems, for a twenty-minute video. Yeah. That's a TV episode, man. It think is. about that. We do that in a week. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, and I'm not saying that like, oh, poor us, we have to work really hard. I think we all like it. That's why we do it. Um, But it, honestly, I don't know that it could be done in the way that we do it Mm -hmm. by less than four people. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't know that that's obvious from the outside. I kind of hope it's not obvious from the outside because that's not the point. That would be fun. (laughs) To try to do all this. No, 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 no. I think it's fun from, from this side of the wall to think that everybody else on the other side viewing what we do thinks that there is a production team of people mm. and not just, you know, four dudes sitting in a basement with their headphones on. Right. Like that to me would be the greatest compliment. I think as a, as a project manager to hear you and to hear Jimmy talk about these TV show opportunities and like, Oh, we got to be on a conference call with this team and then the creative team and this team. And so like understanding project management, I'm like, yeah, that's how that works. Mm-hmm. And then getting off that call and going like me and the other guy are going to go take care of all of those things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or when someone goes like, oh, we need the, um, we need all the breakdown information for how uh, all of the social media campaign has done. I'm like that's a team of people. I'm like, oh, I'll just make up a spreadsheet real quick yeah. and send it off to somebody. And it's, it's that fast Yeah. to go like, yeah, that's fine. We can do that. Wait, so uh, last last year sometime I went out to California for like a week and did these videos with another company and it was six four or six I don't remember small DIY projects home projects and I was the only on-screen talent and so one person on you know in front of the camera and there were easily 40 people 30 40 people on the other side of the camera and we shot for Five, four day, four days, five days, something like that, and it was like a eight or nine hour day, solid, multiple meals on set. You know, there was a lighting crew, there was a sound crew, not like a person for those things, like crews of four or five people. There was a whole room of like uh, people watching the screens, what was being captured, and they would come in and comment all the time. And then within the shoot, there were at least two, if not three, camera people, multiple audio people getting like backup audio. <clears throat> a director, <clears throat> excuse me, um, the, I don't know, second director or whatever. There were so many people involved. And these videos, they turned out nice, the ones I saw. <laughs> but, I mean, they were like videos. They weren't like movies or, mm-hmm. you know. And it really made me like, man, like, I understand why there's that many people there for that particular situation given all the money and all the clients and all the everything. Mm-hmm. But, like, we are so much more efficient. Mm-hmm. Like with that infrastructure and our creative like drive and juice, like we could have gotten so much more done um, <clears throat> with that same amount of resource. Yeah. Not that I would want that resource. I'm not saying that, but like that industry 
and that type of a production moves at an entirely different pace with an mm-hmm. entirely different set of people. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you've probably had some experience with that stuff yeah. in the past too, but it's just, it's mind-boggling. And it also made me, like you were saying, that's what made me think about it, like there's some pride there. Like, man, we get a whole lot more done with yeah. a whole lot less. <laughs> like that's pretty awesome. Yeah. And I'm not saying that toot our own horn. Just an observation of them. Maybe they're not fueled by a six-pound bag of gummy bears. That's true. Yeah, very important. I mean, you Which, get stuff done when you're on a sugar high. That's right. These, the, we have a six-pound bag that is on... Um, it's probably like a half pound now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a subscription from Amazon, so they'll show up every two months from now on. We're going to have to bump that up to every month. Maybe. <laughs> we'll see how our, how our bellies change. Mm-hmm. Got the diabetes bomb. <laughs> Blame the gummy bears. You get those uh, sugar-free gummy bears? Oh, man. Nobody wants those. (laughs) Ones your grandma had in a dish. Are those the ones on Amazon that have the... The terrible reviews? The really funny reviews? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that entertained me for a few hours. Okay, yeah. Have you guys seen that? No. I've heard about it. We will will share that with you. Cool. Um, We have a pro... Do we want a to short pros and cons? Pros okay. And cons. That we have from someone. Yeah, we're 52 minutes. Let's do okay. a couple. So I got this from Slade Made It on Instagram. Slade. That's a pretty yeah. cool name. So, Teen Titans Go. Slade. Such a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> so, number one, sushi. We'll start with Forby. We'll go counterclockwise. Uh, I, and how do we do this? Just say pro con? What yeah. do you, I am pro sushi. I'm also pro sushi. Do I have to explain? Okay, if, 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 if there is there's a relevant anecdote so I well I'll just say that um, no, usually I, I think I would be sort of like I'm I'm maybe probably a pro sushi <laughs> just because I've only had like very basic cheap sushi it's never really been like so incredible for me but um, uh, about a year and a half ago uh, I was in New Orleans with my wife and uh, we went to a really nice restaurant that made I, I don't even I don't even know I'm just not in the sushi world I guess but just incredible sushi made for us right there at this restaurant it was extremely expensive um, and it was comped because um, my wife's sister was dating the manager hey, oh. nice. <laughs> but it was it was abs- it was on a completely different level it was mm-hmm. absolutely delicious so now that's what I think of when I think sushi mm-hmm. which I well, I don't know if I'll ever have that again, really. <laughs> but um, yeah, I I really liked that. So I'm yeah. for sushi. I hated sushi until I was deployed, and then I came back and we lived in Washington, and I had it for some reason, and that's all I ever wanted to eat. Hmm. Maybe it's like the illusion of freshness, hmm. where everything else was like absolutely not. But I swear, like the moment that I got back to the states and I had a piece of sushi, and I'm like, I love all of this, and just. Put it in my face. Mm. <laughs> I think I'm pro, but at the same time, I've actually never had any of the raw fish sushi. You didn't eat so, any when we were at Maker No, Fish? I don't. Yeah. It doesn't sound... It may taste fine, and I'm, I mean, I'm willing to try it, but it's just I've just never been interested in eating a piece hmm. of raw fish. I would smoke salmon. Yeah. I don't like, like salmon. I don't, oh, I don't right like cooked then. salmon, so... So I with gummy bears. <laughs> gummy bear sushi. <laughs> now we're talking. I'm sure you can get Wrapped that in a fruit roll-up. Yeah, so I mean, I like rolls, and honestly, of most of the rolls, I like the fried shrimp ones with the yum the yum sauce mm. yeah so like i don't know that i really like sushi sushi i just like you like the, the taco bell of sushi okay sure yeah, <laughs> yeah you like what yeah. you like definite pro because you know i actually went on a date last week we were in florida to a japanese place and had some really good sushi nice. so it was a nice reminder of how much i like sushi nice yeah. so in that same vein the second one is fishing 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 con i'm not patient enough for fishing yeah. I've caught a single fish in my life, and I was like, "Yeah, this is neat," but it did not substantiate all the rest of the wasted hours of life staring at water. Yeah. I, if okay, someone goes, yeah. "Hey, man, you want to go fishing?" Oh, no, I don't want to go fishing. Yeah, I I feel like I've gone fishing several times. I mean, when I was younger, it's not something I really did a lot, but I had friends that really wanted to, and I think the only thing I caught once was like a turtle. <laughs> that's, that's called turtling. Skill. Yeah, that's not fishing. I'm a pro for turtling. Nice. I mean, I, it, it was. I think it, it like got caught on it somehow, and we had to like let it go. It was really sad and stuff. But I don't think I've ever caught a fish. If I did, it was so small, and I don't remember it. But mm. it's just boring. I went fishing a lot when I was a kid, mm. with my dad, and you know I didn't have the patience for it at that point. Um, and I think now I would like to go fishing because I don't have the patience for it. <laughs> 
like you to force yourself to sit there and stare? I think I think to it would be good for me because mm. like I go all the time and even if I'm like sitting down I'm trying to like I'm always like looking at Airtable and making sure there I shouldn't be doing something tomorrow or you know like trying to I got to try to squeeze in like a fusion design tonight just to make sure we have it ahead make and an like, iPhone mount for your fishing pole <laughs> <laughs> but like going fishing especially by yourself but fun. even like with you know a kid or something like you are you have to be still you have to be quiet. Mm-hmm. You don't have to, but you know what I mean? Like you are intentionally putting yourself in a place to not be productive and enjoy whatever it is you're there to enjoy. And I, I think I need to force myself to do that. So, and I know like my oldest son, like really, really likes to fish. So if nothing else, it, as miserable as it could be for me, it would be something that I could do with him. I know he would enjoy. So I'll say pro. I think I'll say pro too. I haven't done it a lot in my life. I did it more when I was younger. My dad and my grandpa really liked fish. Um, and I just remember how excited my grandfather would get when I said, hey, do you want to go fishing? Because he'd love to take his grandkids fishing. Mm-hmm. Um, I was never really good at it, but I just love being outside. Can you and be good at fishing? I, I, I wonder if that same Maybe thing. I, I just have Matt bad Whitman timing. talk about his love of fishing and like the expertise and just... I'm like, yeah. Well, I went it's like deep knowing, sea where to go, knowing where to go is yeah. Yeah, being they, good at fishing. There's a there's a whole okay. whole thing. See, I'm a scuba diver. So I think like not standing on the shore, like I wanna go into the fish's house and I see people that are spear fishing and I'm like, now there's a horse of a different color. Maybe I can get into that. There's a horse underwater. Seahorse. Oh Aha. Okay. there you go. But it's literally like just swimming <laughs> patiently and just shooting a fish in the face <laughs> with a big pole. Huh. And I'm like, that's way better than like trying to trick a fish. Hmm. You just assault the fish where it lives. <laughs> okay. That's I'm pro with that. Yeah, so I'm, yeah. I'd be pro with that fish. too. That's cool. Uh, teletubbies. <laughs> what? Oh my God, I forgot you're 12 years old. <laughs> no, you don't I, know what teletubbies are. I know what teletubbies are. I'm just like, how's this coming in the conversation? Uh, the anybody, you may have the most relevant experience with teletubbies. I don't know. That was it probably was, after it. Or that I was, was just too him. old for tele. I just remember thinking it was ridiculous. I'm like, those things have televisions on their. Yeah. Oh wait, they're called teletubbies. I'm like, pretty sure I was in high school or something. Yeah. So I'm just yeah. Like, Con. I don't know anything about. They're colored fuzzy things that have TVs on their belly. Yeah. And the the sun is a baby. Yeah, the sun is a baby. That's right. <laughs> that was the weirdest part. <laughs> it was very weird. What? And they had a, a, one of their yeah, characters like in the show is a vacuum cleaner. Cool. Yeah. What? Yeah. Let's just let's just say Con all the way. Yeah. Around. It's okay. Teletubbies. So for the in defense of Teletubbies, if I had to explain Pee Wee's Playhouse to anybody, they would look at me like I was an idiot too. So just your explanation, well, my reaction should not be based on your explanation. True, but uh, <laughs> Pee Wee's Playhouse had English in it, and as far oh, as I know, Teletubbies is it's gibberish. Gibberish. Yep. Characters that don't actually do anything. Yep. Gibberish, and then a baby's face inside of a sun that just like giggles at stuff. That's. From they what makes, I remember, what were the creators on experience. when they made that show? Like, I don't know. What's wrong with America's youth? <laughs> okay, horseback riding. Pro. It's fun. Con. What? Hmm. My wife is a cowgirl. She has had horses. And when we met in high school, we met long before, but when we started dating in high school, like she's like, oh, we're going to go out to my dad's ranch and go horseback riding. And I'm in like my Pumas and my... And Pulling up in my sports car kind of thing, and I'm like, this is not my world. She's like, oh, you got to be careful of that that horse. It bit a lady's nipple off. <laughs> I'm like, why? What? <laughs> oh, and don't walk around the back, and don't be loud, and don't do all these other things, because this gigantic animal that has physical superiority over you can pretty much kill you and hurt you. But let's get on it and go for a ride. I'm yeah, like, let's get on it and kick it inside. <laughs> Maybe yeah. go that way. And it, I had to sit, like, she was in the saddle, and I'd sit behind her. And so I was, like, riding on the horse's kind of, like, its butt. Like, this is not enjoyable in any way. Hmm. hmm. I get it if, like, cars didn't exist. Like, as a as a means to an end, yes. But as, like, a recreational thing, like... Nah. It is kind of fun. I mean, I would say... I'll say pro, mostly. Because it is fun to ride them. But when I was little, we were at somebody's house, and they had a horse. In a, and I could still picture it. We were in this, like, pen. There was a fence around it. Every, all the kids were standing in the middle. And we were taking turns riding this pony. And... I got on the pony, it took off, it kicked me off the side, and I fell down on the ground, and it kept going in a circle. It, it just continued to travel, and I laid there for some reason. I don't know if Paralyzed. I was hurt or whatever, or I was laughing, but I was laying there, and it walked around, ran around the thing, and stepped on my hip. <laughs> it made a loop, and came back to me, and like stepped on me. 
And I can actually feel it right now from sitting in this chair. Man. I have like an achy, semi-achy hip. And any time I've ever ridden a horse since then, which has been like probably three or four times, sitting on a horse with your legs spread that far in that Super weird uncomfortable. way, that makes that hip hurt. And it's like the only time that hip like really, really hurts huh. riding on another horse. Other than that... Other than being other than maimed being by hurts. little Sebastian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, say, I'll say pro-ish. Yeah, I like horseback riding. I'm gonna say pro. I grew up with horses, so uh, my dad got kicked a lot, which I thought was funny. But looking back, I feel really bad about it. <laughs> <laughs> we we had a really mean horse for a while, but then we had a really nice horse. Um, and apparently, there's lots of great stories of me being a fearless little child around those massive animals. But uh, now that I'm older and I've done some horseback riding um, as an adult. I appreciate the majesty and just the bigness and the craziness of the fact that... The horsiness. The horsiness. Your dominance over the horsiness? The fact, yeah, we're little humans. I can tell these horses to do things, and they cooperate, and they like us, and we can ride them, and they take us places. I don't know, it's fun. It's the thumbs. Okay. Maybe, <laughs> maybe they're the dolphins in Hitchhiker's Guide. It's Ooh. just the horses are just waiting for their time. Yeah. And we're like, thanks for all the hay. <laughs> hey. <laughs> uh, double bubble. Like the bubble gum? I'm assuming the bubble gum. Uh, pro, I think. I don't really remember. Double Bubble was just normal. That wasn't like flavored. Is Double Bubble the, the yellow and blue one that is like mm-hmm. a cylinder or the flat one? The flat one would be. No, zuka. it's like a little. Isn't yeah. it a yellow? Yeah. It comes in a yellow wrapper. It's pink. Mm, the gum itself. That's pink. Yeah, it's pink. No, no it's like. It's no, a, it's not a strip. It's a little. It's like yeah, a little it's hair. a cylinder. A little puck. We don't have oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bazooka was the flat one. Yeah. It turned to like mush in your mouth. What was the what was the one that had all the flavors though? Double bubble eventually had fruit flavors stripe? and they were fruit disgusting. Stripe. Uh, well, there was fruit stripe. Fruit stripe made which, the tongue feel weird. Fruit stripe, the flavor lasted for about <laughs> three yeah. chews and yep. then it was just gone. But yeah. there was like a there were there were ones that oh, were yeah, just little hunks. Like they were, it wasn't a flat gum. Hmm. It was like little hunks, but they came in like cotton candy swirl and oh, hubba bubba. I don't think so. Hubba bubba was a, like a, a chewing gum brand, but they was like. That's what we're talking about. Yellow yellow with blue. I think Hubba Bubba is the same thing, but just a different wrapper. Okay. Well, Hubba Bubba had a bunch of different flavors. He had like watermelon, strawberry, yeah, all those. Oh, those were in the the bricks. It it, it came in a longer Ah, piece of like five pieces. Hubba Bubba. Hubba Bubba. Yeah. I used to like uh, Big League Chew. Mm -hmm. Grape Big Big League Chew. Yep. It is very difficult to find these days. You can find it at Academy Sports, which is super random. Man. Grape Big League Chew. Bubble Yum. That's what I remember. I remember that. That. I think oh, yeah. They had, I just remember okay. they had all the flavors. Double Bubble, I think, was just, it was just gum flavored. Yeah. They had, I, mean, like, I it, remember I, they yeah. released fruit flavors later, but they're all oh, nasty. Really? Yeah. They had that yeah. pink bubble gum flavor that you gotta like, but you got a jaw workout. Just yeah, that stuff was hard as a rock. If <laughs> yeah, you, you gotta if get it going. And if it was like from last Halloween, it's just like, you're gonna break <laughs> your teeth off. It's gonna taste exactly the same and last the same amount of time, no matter how old it is, but yeah, you're gonna lose a tooth. Yeah. Getting into it. Yep. Yeah. You gotta get it going. All right, we got any more? One. One more. Super Mario Brothers 2. Super Mario Ooh, that's a good one. Pro. Pro. Yeah, I have Pro. fond memories playing that with um, friends when I was little. And that, you had to like pick up the pick up the little radishes and things. Mm-hmm. And, Throw them at the guys? And, uh, Peach could like hover for a little bit. Yep. Mm-hmm. Everybody had their own special thing. Go Luigi could like kind of float yeah. as he jumped. Yeah. I forgot what Toad could do. He was just worthless. No one ever played Toad. <laughs> Mario was regular. Yeah. I forgot what Toad did. I always played Peach or Luigi. Yeah. Toad Toad could pick up things faster. Oh, that's right. He could short faster. Yep. Mm. Did you ever beat it? Uh no. I beat it. No. I never mm-hmm. did. I didn't play that one that much. I liked it, but it I, the first one was the one that I that one was loaded with so many interesting characters. Super Mario 2. Hmm. It was actually originally not a Mario game. Right. Do you know that? Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's why there's so many weird characters in it. But like that set a precedent for the Mario series going on. Because you see a lot of those characters that were introduced in that game. Hmm. You'll never see the bad guy. Mario. Yeah. Really? The bad guy was really? a frog. Oh, yeah. A gigantic frog, frog that you had to throw radishes and stuff at. And you don't see him? What about the rat with the bombs? That's one. That's like. That's one of the other bosses. Oh, I, remember. Rat with bombs. I remember to win the game, you had to beat the giant frog, and yeah. you had to throw a bunch of, yeah, like the radishes and turnips and whatever you throw it at him. Hmm. Then you win. What a weird game! It was no. a super weird no, game. You know, it was awesome. I win. 
That's cool. I'll have to go back and play that one. Yep. So thanks for that list. Slade made it. Slade. Slade. Cool. Um, the plan, I, I can't confirm this 100%, but the plan is for the four of us to do a panel talk about what we do as a team uh, at Maker Fair Bay Area this year in May. And um, I'm also going to be doing a live show with Jimmy and David for making it. We're going to be doing that one. And then you guys may also uh, potentially the, do another one. Yeah, so there's there's talks that I have. Um, Sean Conley, who works with Joel at the 3D Printing Nerd. Um, Dan, who works with David. And I don't remember who else. But a kind of like a guys behind the guys conversation. Like the people behind the guys behind the camera that help make this stuff going. So... Yeah, we had uh, that conversation. So if you guys want to be on that too, I'm sure that they've got more chairs. Mm -hmm. I had, I think I put four people. I think you were on the list. Yeah. Because uh, we weren't sure, if, uh, Anthony, if you were going yet. So you're on the list just as a placeholder, but your name's on there. So Sweet. it's pretty much like a panel of the behind the scenes people for all your favorite YouTubers. Yeah. So we will all be there either way mm -hmm. at Make It Fair. That's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, that's in May, in case you are not familiar. And you should definitely go because it's awesome. It's in California, but it's awesome. All right. Well, where can everybody find each of you? Um, I'm at Forby on everything, I think. On the internet. On nice. the internet. Yeah. That's awesome. And I'm at the PI Workshop on Instagram, and Josh makes stuff on Twitter. And I was expecting you to go next because yeah. that's the order. But no, it makes more true. sense. I am at Anthony Lee Rose on Twitter and Instagram. Do you use Twitter? Not really anymore. Yeah. But... Yeah, no, not really. <laughs> you will now. I guess uh, I have to now. You can find me and all of us at I Like to Make Stuff on all the different thingies. Um, thanks, guys. This yeah. was super fun. Glad yeah, to have everybody on. Yeah, good to be back. So much yeah. for a short one. Yeah, that's cool though. Yeah, right I could on. do another group high five. <laughs> that's already been accomplished. I, I think today. the first one was probably first about the best we could do. Cool. Thanks Sweet. for listening, everybody. Bye -bye. Later.